So it's U.S. Thanksgiving, and we thought, well, that's fun. We like kind of participating in it. We watch the football games. We do the Black Friday shopping. But what if someone brought an apron to your Thanksgiving or holiday gathering? What if they did that? I think we were pretty split on this, more than I thought. Listen to the conversation, and uh, you can weigh in on one side or the other. It is U.S. Thanksgiving, and we saw this in the New York Times. Uh, <laughs> some th- three things to bring to someone else's Thanksgiving dinner. And I took this like, not like you're going to your mom's house, or not like you're going to... So a know, friend's dinner. Yeah. Okay, at their home. So this seems to be a massive... There's, a, there's three <laughs> items. We're going to list the three items. But I uh, let's do it right now, because we'll play the clip in, in just a little bit. Number one... Your own apron. Here's what here's what they tell you in the New York Times. Upon arrival, hang up your coat, don an apron you brought from home, or better yet, ready for this, wear the apron under your coat so you can reveal it Clark Kent style, stride into the kitchen and declare, <laughs> I'm here to help. You have just become a holiday hero. That's two in my face. So you're appalled by this. If someone showed up at your house yes. in an apron. I think there's a suggestion. Okay. Like Jack Nicholson and a few good. You can't handle the kitchen. Okay. You can't okay, handle so the big meal. Question. Let me ask you a question. Who makes the turkey in your house? Not me. Who makes the sides? <laughs> I can certainly do some side work. Okay. I can, throw, I can put a good side session together. Like what? Name me one mashed side potatoes. that you make. Okay. So mashed potatoes. Okay. So Bread. You are... <laughs> <laughs> do you bake the bread from scratch? No, no, oh, so rolls. So, I can take rolls out so of the plastic. you go to the, the grocery uh, store, yeah, and you get the rolls, and then you put them on a plate. Okay, so this is a different perspective here. I would love it if someone brought their own apron. I would be so touched. You walk into my house. I've invited you for dinner. I'm, it's completely unexpected. And this is your way of showing me that instead of the, you know, let me know how I can help, that passive-aggressive way, you're ready. <laughs> you're ready to roll up your sleeves and actually help me because I've been in this kitchen all day. I think it's intimidating. I think it's intimidating. What, what have you? What have you um, picked me up uh, to go to an event or something? And as soon as you picked me up, I'm like, "Hey, slide over. I'll drive." That's no, a, but that's no, no, no. That's a different situation. I'd, I don't need help with the driving. If I've been in the kitchen since six a.m. making every single thing possible for this big dinner with a lot of people mm. coming, a lot of pressure. You don't want to burn that turkey. If someone's there, just just that symbolic. I would be so touched. I can't believe you brought your own apron. I'm in, so I'm intimidated. Nice. I'm thinking you're taking over. Um, you're I, take I, take I, over. And by the way, I think if a uh, I think you say this as a woman. If a woman comes in with her own apron and starts dominating in the kitchen, and she's she's doing this and doing that, and it seems like she's got five hands. Oh, if a man you know, came into my home, I'm wearing no, but, an but apron, do my that woman would be example. So sexy. But do my woman example. You, I don't think you like that. I think she's on your your Absolute, terrain. I would be so touched. I'd, but here's the thing: in my house, if you're actually invited to my house and you're coming into my house, you get that invitation. My house is your house. Like you go help yourself to whatever. Go wherever you want. Go take a nap if you want in one of the bedrooms. Like you're like make yourself. It's comfortable. got some risk reward to it. Yeah. Um, Gord Apron, do you want to break the tie here? I've always found with experience between my mom and my wife when they <laughs> offer to come into the kitchen to help. It's not well received. Now, if you want to, you don't receive it well. No, they, they don't. They don't. Right. They doesn't. wouldn't want it. No, it's their turf. But the, what they do want is, you know what? You want to help? You host Thanksgiving. <laughs> One year, once. No way, you guys. It's yeah. so, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And it even is if a lot there's nothing to do, even if there's nothing to do, I would be like, oh, that's I, I love yeah. that you brought your own apron. But wouldn't you want to go to someone's place mm. once and just be a guest? 
Let's give you the other two before uh, end of the hour, before top of the hour. Let's give you the other two things the New York Times tells you that you should do. Look how non-territorial we are about our jobs, though. You know, nobody. Hey, uh, you know, I I didn't. uh, If you hear someone say, I didn't like that bumper coming into that break there. You're like, would you like to do it? (laughs) Would you like to host Toronto today? I do have someone standing behind me. That's right. She's right. She, you're, yeah, you're, you're a lot more replaceable than you thought an hour ago. A monkey dressed up with clothes. is That's uh, how it works. Really cool. Vicky writes, it's like a man sharing his barbecue. It doesn't have to go that way. I, I leave the barbecue too often. And then Mrs. Brady comes out and she's like, why are these black? Why, why, why did you leave? Why did you go answer an email? Why did you go, you know, check the pool filter? What's wrong with you? Don't walk too far away from it. So then you can imagine the intimidation I feel. Um, showing up with an unexpected apron is a weird look. I like this topic. We're going to we're gonna do it this the rest of the morning. Blow out everything else. 416-870-6400. Uh, U.S. Thanksgiving south of the border today. Tomorrow, USA-England is a big game. No question about it. But Iran will play Wales. And Iran's men staged the first notable protest of the game. But it was more towards their own country and uh, and obviously the subjugation of women and so many of the public protests that have happened within the last six, seven weeks uh, in Iran proper. So they'll play Wales tomorrow. What did they do? Well, they didn't sing the national anthem and you sing in soccer. You sing, you belt it out. You saw the Canadian team do that and do exactly that yesterday. So it'll be very interesting to see where it all goes. I'm pleased to welcome on a professor of political science at U of T and an expert on Iranian-Canadian relations. Ramin Jahan Biglu joins us on Toronto Today. Professor, thanks very much for making the time. I, I, I do appreciate you getting up early for us. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, what did you make of what the Iranian men did? It's it's being you know described as different things by different sectors. Was it a was it a shot across the bow towards their own government? Well, uh, the first thing I can tell you is that uh, I can't recall Iranian soccer having been this polarized, and uh, because uh, like many other teams, actually for decades the Iranian soccer team has been a symbol of national pride and had the support of all Iranians of all walks of life. But uh, at the Qatar uh, World Cup, uh, you saw many Iranians having turned against this team, even supporting England and wearing the British flag in, in Iran. I mean, I mean, this is uh, incredible. I mean, uh, I think this is all has to do mostly with the Iranian authorities having used soccer and soccer players uh, for the past 40 years, and especially for the World Cup uh, in their own benefit. So it has divided Iranians in two, and um, certainly not singing the national anthem is not enough for the Iranian protesters are even asking for more right now. So there are certainly people in Iran that didn't like the players doing that, that didn't like them, um, in essence, uh, thumbing their noses at at their government and, and their country. Yes, because they thought it's not enough. I mean, uh, we have to understand that it's more than uh, only a few people inside Iran. I mean, you have also the Iranian diaspora outside, which are uh, something around uh, 10 million people. And uh, I think that it has to do with the fact that, uh, of course, uh, we understand that the members of the Iranian soccer team are under a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and they will be even under more pressure playing uh, against West, but also against United States uh, of America on the 29th. But I think this has to do mostly because uh, 
you know, they met with the Iranian president just before getting to Qatar, and they should not have done that because they, it gave the impression that they were supporting the government, which was actually killing people. I mean, something like 400 people have died in the past 10 weeks, including 50 children. And so this is too much, you know. It's a, we have to imagine the Iranian regime today is in a, sitting in a place of a, a regime like the apartheid regime during a, when Mandela was in prison. Yeah. So it's the same symbolism, you know. And, uh, and, and in between, you have these sports uh, uh, people, sportsmen, sportswomen. And we have to understand that there have been some uh, sports uh, women, especially, who have protested against the Iranian, uh, uh, Iranian government. Yeah, and, and they seem un, uh, almost under more risk. We're speaking with Professor of Political Science at University of Toronto. He's an expert on Iranian-Canadian relations. Ramin Jahan Biglu. Um, one more on the soccer front, then I'll, I'll cut towards um, towards Iran proper, in essence. But yeah, the the con the, the comment from Essan Hajsafi is their captain, and he said this, they should know that we are with them, meaning the women of Iran, and we support them. And we sympathize with them. We have to accept the conditions in our country are not right and our people are not happy. But to our point in our conversation, some don't mind. Some are happy. Is he under scrutiny? Will he face penalty or scrutiny for those comments when he returns? I think they will all be under scrutiny. I think the Iranian government will continue to put a lot of pressure on the Iranian national team, as they have done in the past. And whatever they do, they might risk some uh, retaliations, uh, but I, I think that uh, Iranian, I mean, Iranian protesters, which yeah. uh, in, you know, inside Iran and outside Iran, they're asking a lot from these soccer players because actually they represent symbolically the, you know, the, the Iranian pride. Uh, so they, they, they certainly are, will be under a lot of pressure. And, and I have to add for, uh, People who might not, I mean, a lot of people of your listeners who do not understand uh, Persian, uh, during the, the game against England, actually, they were addressed by the protesters in the stadium as dis- dishonorable, a term which was used these days in Iran against uh, mostly mm-hmm. against the security officers. Uh, so this is too much. I mean, you go to a stadium and instead of, uh, you know, chanting for the uh, soccer players, you call them dishonorable. I mean, and that's why they were confused. And we have to understand that the loss they had, this is the greatest loss they have ever had in an in a international tournament. 6-2. Uh, uh, mm. uh, 6-2, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how they, how they are tomorrow. You mentioned, before you go, you mentioned South Africa and apartheid, and that's very much... You know, me growing up talking about in high school, talking about it in university. And we really we really push South Africa onto an island. We ban them from participating in Olympics. We ban them from uh, World Cups. And and I think th- their people got tired of that. And they said, well, why don't we have more of a democracy? Maybe what we are doing is right. It, it took a majority of people to say we, we want to be able to be on the world stage. We want people to, you know, come play concerts. Remember, it was a big campaign not to play Sun City. Yeah. That was a big song. W- what changes what changes could possibly happen in a country like Iran? Are there any comparisons between South Africa realizing they want to be more part of the world than they are? They don't want to be uh, walled oh, off and isolated. Absolutely, absolutely. You're very right. Actually, I, you know, I call this moment the apartheid moment of Iran because uh, it's a moment that uh, 
and and and, and I have to say that Canada is you know, on the well on the good side because uh, it has been very dignified and what they have been doing. And you know, uh, I think that this is a moment that uh, Iranian protesters are asking mm. for more boycotts, more sanctions. Uh, you know, not letting in. Uh, uh, or the, the people who have uh, collaborated with the Iranian regime. Uh, so it's, it's very important that the international solidarity is very important as it was for the, uh, South Africa, you know. The, and at the, at the end, I mean, Mandela himself, he said that it helped us a lot. So Iranians, they need the same help today. Ramin, thanks so much for the time today. I hope you uh, I hope you have a great day. I really appreciate you coming yeah, thank on. Thank you so much. Yes. You bet. Uh, Ramin Jahan Biglu joining us, professor of political science at U of T. All right, a lot of texts in. We brought up the uh, New York Times um, uh, op-ed on Thanksgiving. Three things. Bring Be the best guest at Thanksgiving dinner. Bring, bring these three things. I'll read you some of the text, but it struck me again. Bring in apron. It's almost that sort of, you know, that, that eliminates that sort of empty gesture thing. You know, the empty gesture thing that's that was documented on a very famous Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. She's doing a lot better. Really? Yeah, I'm really glad we took her out of that mental institution. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, if there's anything I can do, you let me know. You know what? There is something you can do. What? Yeah. You can come over today at 1 o'clock and visit with her. Visit her? Yeah. What, are you kidding? Why, you didn't mean it? Of course not. Why did you say it then? You know, it was something, an empty gesture. It was something to say. Guess what? You said it. Be there at one o'clock. <laughs> Sheba, as the, uh, I'm not the king, but I'm the prince of empty gestures. Um, you know, when I wander into a kitchen, I'm like, hey, is there anything you need help with? I say it so meekly that usually people don't do what, what was done right there. And I get put to the task. It's like, guess what? You said it. You're on squash and turnip duty. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I say anything? Don't offer then. I, hate I, this I don't want to. I'll bring you a bottle of wine and someone That's it. And then sit on the couch, but, pour yourself a glass. Someone brought up an amazing point. Um, it, bring uh, bring rubber gloves and help with the dishes afterwards. I'm the oh. king of the dishes. I love it. It gives me oh, such satisfaction. Cooking doesn't. But look, people. A lot of people are texting and saying, "I would feel very insulted. Yeah, I feel threatened right. if somebody showed up with an apron." Doesn't mean they want to take over your meal. I mean, okay, it depends who it was. I'll be honest with you. Let's be honest here. Let's say my mother-in-law showed up with an apron. I'd have a problem. Yeah. With it. What, what if she started rearranging your shelves and the can and the canned oh, goods were in the that. wrong place? I don't mind oh, that. I know a lot of women that do. No, that I don't care about. Well, no, don't touch my canned goods if you're rearranging. <laughs> That's my, what like, I'm place. telling you. Yeah. Hey, I think the bread and the cereal are in the wrong place. I'm just going to make some some movements here. No, but she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. But if she just showed up with an apron and just took over one into the stove, I'd feel a little insulted. But yeah. honestly, she's a thousand times a better cook than I am. So I'd be like, okay, it is <laughs> that maybe it, she should just take over. It is that feeling when your father-in-law comes in and he's like, you know, I, I think there's some there's a leaky. I, I feel like there's a leak in your uh, in your really. Sink or so you'd dripping. be you'd be insulted by that. I'm not. I'm so intimidated. I used to be so intimidated by. Uh, okay, tell us about the other two. Happen. The other two. Items. Yeah. Now, the other two items I think are less controversial than the apron. Bringing an apron to somebody else's holiday meal is <laughs> and wearing it into the house. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, as that's takes weird. moxie, your own take-home containers for leftovers. Smart. Yeah, that's Sensible. very smart. Take those snap lid containers. Make that work. Now, here's the big one. A handy stain remover. Do you bring stupid. your own OxyClean? This is stupid. <laughs> Someone pulls OxyClean. Do you bring out a of separate? Uh, uh, how 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 intense are you going to be eating? Do you bring a separate set of clothes? 
They're tied to change pen. out of. Are you wearing a plastic bag while you're getting into the gravy bowl? You got to bring your stretchy pants. <laughs> oh, I'm all about stretchy pants at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, you want to dress nice maybe for the dinner if you're headed yeah. to someone else's uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, and then you're like, yeah, where's those Where's those sweats? Yeah. Where's the hoodie? Because you got something's got to give. A slanket? But if someone pulled out a slanket. <laughs> <laughs> it depends how much you eat. You know, if the tryptophan will kick in. If someone pulled out like time. a Tide pen from their purse and started like going around my house, that would be really, <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, you miss this about, while you're at it, can you get the basement couches? I'm telling you, every woman listening who's married is thinking of the woman they resent the most that's like a friend of one of her husband or married to one of her husband's friends. And my heavens, there's like apron, tie pen, OxyClean. You're going to cook the Brussels sprouts that way? Fists are going to be... Exactly. Oh, you do potatoes like that. No, you guys guys are terrible. (laughs) This is what... I've seen it. Women, no. It's happened. Then that person shouldn't be in your house. Maybe it should, there should be like a stained station by the front door where you leave. <laughs> no, you someone leave walks all in, it should be like all a bowl of, of candy. You're missing the point, guys. To be grateful, to have a great meal together, to laugh together. <laughs> That's the point. We always miss the point. It's, it's par for the course on Toronto today. <laughs>